Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Can You Love Like You Never Been Hurt podcast. Today, I was just sitting outside, uh, and I I had a bracelet on that a friend had gave me, and it had uh, verses about Matthew 18 and 22, where it talks about forgiving 70 times 7. So I was just sitting here, and we're going to delve into the topic. We're going to delve a little bit today about forgiveness. And so I did a podcast of uh, some time ago about loving one drop at a time. So today we're going to do one drop of forgiveness and how one drop of forgiveness can go a long way. Alrighty, so just a little forgiveness, a little drop of forgiveness can go a long way. So today we're going to jump right in at Matthew 18, and we're going to start at verse 21. It says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times. And Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee, until seventy times seven. And he said, and so I was just thinking about forgiveness today as I was sitting here this morning. And I said, how hard is it? Well, why is it such a task for us to forgive? You know, when Jesus commands us to forgive and in this scripture says 70 times seven and in one other, the other gospel, it said up to 70 times seven and that's in one day. And I was like, Lord, good gracious. You know, somebody could do something against us and man, 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 we will hold on to that thing forever. We will penalize that person. We'll penalize the next person after that. And that thing follows us and it becomes like a cancer in us. You know what I'm saying? And it's rough because we don't sometimes we don't realize how 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 long or that unforgiveness or not being willing to forgive stays with us. And we don't realize how that thing perpetuates in us and the enemy using it. And that that one little seed of forgiveness or unforgiveness or lack thereof or you being unwilling to forgive someone. If you think back, just think back over your life and think about the times where you had the opportunity to forgive someone or you just said they did this, they wronged me and it hurt or it felt so bad. No, I'm not forgiving them. But then look at, you know, we always talk about a forgiveness is not for the other person, but it's for you. And have we ever really took the time to think about what it is when we don't forgive and how it really affects us? You know, it's, it's numerous sicknesses that could be tied to unforgiveness, things such as cancer, you know, arthritis, all of those things happen. And sometimes there is a root of unforgiveness because we're un- when we're unwilling to forgive from a physiological perspective, those create different mindset and mood in our bodies, causing different hormones to react. I know it's one... Um, one neuroscientist and he was talking about how we wake up every day thinking in the past you know and he said what your body does is your brain begins to create these hormones and all of this stuff because of a thought and your body don't know the difference between a thought or an actual action and so when that thing is happening your body creates those hormones you know what I'm saying and so it puts your body in a perpetual state of flight or flight reaction and the human body was not made that way, but we have to come back to a state of ho- a homeostasis. It's almost like a deer or animal in the wild. When they get scared of they being chased in the hunt, you know, I, I like to watch those 
Discovery Channel shows. So what happened is that deer gets chased by that cheetah. If they happen to get away, you know, they, the adrenaline gets to pumping. And after they get away, everything calm down, they go back to the water hole and they take a drink and everything is okay. But just think about us as human beings. We could just be sitting somewhere and think about a thought of how somebody has done us. And then all of a sudden, I don't know about y'all, I would say me. I've been in a situation where I didn't realize that I didn't forgave, didn't had not forgiven the person until I began to think about that situation. And all of a sudden I'm angry sitting in the car angry rehearsing situations and this and everything else and all of a sudden i'm like i could feel myself getting edgy i'm like wait a minute but i'm not even in that situation so we have to always be willing to exercise oh that one drop of forgiveness just like jesus said he said forgive not seven times but 70 times seven especially those of the household of faith he admonishes us to do that and so i'm gonna go on there's another pastor scripture that's actually connected to this one and it's, it's a little lengthy so just bear with me and at verse 23 of that same one he said therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king which would take account of his service and when he had begun to reckon one was brought to him which owed him ten thousand talents but for as much as he had not to pay his lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children all that he had and the payment be made but the servant fell down and worshiped him saying lord have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant will move with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, and he besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not but went and cast him into the prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they came and they were very sorry and told, told unto their Lord all that was done. All right, then his Lord after that, he had called him and said unto him, Oh, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you desired me to. Should not thou also have had compassion on your fellow servant, even as I had pity on, on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one of his brethren their trespasses. This right here uh, is speaking to me a little different today because sometimes we don't realize how we hold stuff and how even when we won't forgive the the man had such a great debt a debt that he could not pay just like us as sinners we had a debt that we could not pay we were born in sin and we were shaped in iniquity there was nothing that we could do to pay the debt pay the penalty for the sin because that sin was that sin was committed by Adam and therefore it said by one man sin entered into the world and death by that one man and so there was nothing we can do another scripture say we were born in sin shaped in iniquity how we what is it that we can do there's nothing that we could do to make our lives pleasing to God even a little baby who can't even crawl or walk is born in sin and shaped in iniquity 
And because of our humanity, born being born into Adam, so everything from Adam until now is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But hallelujah, I thank God for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who paid the penalty for our sin. He paid the unpayable debt because he was the only sacrifice that God ever accepted. Amen, somebody. We had Moses, we had Joshua, we had the prophets, and they all did good and mighty things, but none of them could satisfy that penalty. None of them could satisfy sin, but Jesus had to come as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, the only perfect sacrifice that God would accept, because God don't accept nothing lame, believe it or not. There's a lot of stuff that we do that we think God going to accept, but God ain't going to accept it because we can't present this body to him that he's going to accept it, but God wants us to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ and to forgive. Then like he said that the Lord had called, the man forgave him. The Lord said after he had called him and said unto him, he called him a wicked servant. A wicked servant. Because I forgave you of all your debt just as you asked. You couldn't pay the debt. And I had mercy on you because your wife, your children, your kids are everything attached to you I was willing to forgive because you begged me. But yet when somebody owed you something, you want to hold them to it and not offer them the same forgiveness that I gave you. And this is the biggest hypocritical thing. One of one of the biggest hypocritical thing that I see of people, us as the household of faith, Christians, I'll say we are some of the angriest, most unforgiving people. And I think a lot of times we have just flat out forgotten what Christ has forgiven us for. Yes, you may not have been out there smoking weed, sex and drink and smoke, whatever you want to call it. You could have lived a life and stayed in the house and just never did anything wrong. But guess what? At the end of the day, we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. There was nothing we can do to put us in sin. There's nothing we could do to get us out. So it's not your acts that made you a sinner. We were born in Adam. And I think we forget and we think, because I'm a little bit more righteous than this person. Well, no, nah, I ain't never go to the club. I didn't never drink. I didn't never fornicate. But we were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But the scripture said, don't think evil. You can't tell me throughout the course of your life you never thought evil. God don't put any weight on sin. Sin is sin. Because we have transgressed his commandments at one point or another. Whether physically, mentally, we don't thought something. I know that was that was sideways. We don't looked at something and lusted after it. He said, "All that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life." You don't necessarily have to do nothing. Just simply lusting after something is still committing sin. So, going back to forgiveness, just one drop of forgiveness, how would that have changed a situation? Rather than holding on to that offense, why not let it go? The Bible said the last days, many shall be offended. So I ask you right now, what offense is still holding you because you're unwilling to forgive? And the, and the scripture say that and his Lord was angry and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due. So now are we if you look at if you look at your life, are you going through something? Are you being tormented? by a constant reoccurring theme in your life and you can't figure out what it is. You go from relationship to relationship to job to job and whatever 
It seems like, why do I keep going through this, Lord? Why do I keep having angry bosses? Why is it that my relationships keep falling apart? Why is it I keep attracting the same man or the same woman? In all of these situations, you or I are the constant. And so I always say, what is it in me, Lord, that you're trying to get out? What is it in me that is attracting all of this? Because the enemy knows them that are his. And he's always coming. The enemy is going to come to search you out. It's just like when he searched out Job. Or he searched Jesus. He said that when the enemy came, he found nothing in you. The enemy is coming. It was like Joe Clark on the enemy said, the enemy is coming. The enemy is here. The enemy is here. He's coming. He's knocking at your door, trying to find a place in you. So when he knocks on your door and he finds unforgiveness in you, now he can accuse you for God. But like Joe was an upright man to stew evil. He is stewed evil. Are you a stewing evil or are you agreeing with it? Well, Lord, I got a right to be mad. They did this. They did this. They did that. Yes, you got a right to be mad. You got a right to be upset. You have a right to be offended. But in the scripture, God is commanding us to forgive 70 times seven. That's 490 times. And we haven't even given forgiven the one offense that somebody has committed against us. Yes, you got a right to hold all of that stuff. Yes. And you got a right to go to hell if you want to. That is your right. That's one thing I can say about love. Love will give you the option. God is not making us do anything. He will put it out and give you a choice. That's the one thing about love. Love will always give you a choice. He will love will put the ball back in your court to see how much you really love him. God, he'll put the ball in your court to see how much you really love him. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I sent my son, Jesus Christ, to deal with sin in the flesh. That now for you to make your body obey the spirit of God that's in you, that sin have no more dominion over you, according to Romans six, that we don't have to be bound by unforgiveness. We don't have to be tormented because we refuse to let some things go. Yes, they may have committed offense that may have been heinous to somebody. But God is asking you to forgive. Just imagine if Jesus was on the cross and said, Lord, I'm not forgiving them. Then we all would be doomed to a death of hellfire and brimstone. And there would be no hope for a resurrection for us. But after Jesus went to the cross, the crown of thorns smashed on his head. They beat him. They punched him. All of those things they did to him, they spit on him. He said, Lord, forgive them because they don't know what they do. Well, you say, well, I ain't Jesus. I can't do that. He was the son of God. Yes, he was. But he came as a man that he put on this flesh. And it said, likewise, he was tempted. And always, by all things, just the same way as we were. As long as Jesus was in this world, walking in that physical body, yes, lust came to visit him. Yes, pride came to visit him. And when he was tempted by the devil, I think it's in Matthew 4, he had to go through all of that. He had to deal with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But he had to just say no to all of these things. And we have that same power because now that Jesus died, We got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. 
that he should be a witness on the inside of us, that we can witness the finished work of Jesus Christ, that we won't walk in our own faith, but we can walk in the faith of Jesus Christ, that we can rise walking in the newness of life, because we can say, Lord, I don't care what they did. I'm going to do like you did. I'm going to forgive them. You said, okay, going back. I'm not like Jesus. All right, we'll take one of the apostles, Stephen. Stephen in Acts, I think it's chapter 7, 7 or 8. When they took Stephen out to the edges because he was just talking about Jesus and testifying of Jesus and they wanted to kill him. So they stoned Stephen. And Stephen looked up to heaven. Can you imagine? They were stoning Stephen for preaching about Jesus. But we can't take somebody saying bad things or doing something to us. Contrary. They were stoning him and this man was on his deathbed. And, he, and the scripture said he looked up to heaven and he saw Jesus standing. That his Lord was ready to intervene on his behalf. And he said, Lord, forgive him. That he took the same path of forgiveness that when somebody didn't know any better, he chose to forgive. And folks, I just admonish you, we got to forgive one another. Because as long as we hold unforgiveness against somebody... The enemy always has accusation against that person. The enemy can torment them. The enemy can torment you with unforgiveness because that's an open door in our lives. Because now we have violated what God asked us to do. Simply do is just to forgive. And sometimes we just got to forgive and allow God to do it. So on this morning, as I conclude this podcast, just one little drop of forgiveness, one drop of forgiveness in your cup. What would it do for you, for those that are going through issues and don't know what's going on? What would that one drop of forgiveness do to free your body from what it's going through? What would that one drop of forgiveness do to free your mind of what you're being tormented with in the midnight hours when we go out and we smile and try to act like everything is okay? What would that one drop of forgiveness do to a relationship to bring healing? What would that one drop of forgiveness do for a husband and wife a mother father a daughter to bring healing to those relationships that to bring a family back into wholeness what would that one drop of forgiveness do to cause you to go back into church because you've been battling church hurt and now you mad at God and everybody else and God can't even move in your life because you're unforgiving so I thank you all for taking this time to listen to this brief podcast. I just wish you all many blessings. Amen. And let's remember, one drop of forgiveness can go a long way. Amen. Amen.